Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, and it's Melody here. And in this episode of the Horse Business Advice Podcast, we are talking to Lisa Hill from Bareback Marketing. Now, Lisa lives in North Carolina in the US and she works with horse business owners around the world with their email marketing. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Melody. I appreciate you having me here. Great to chat to you. So I've got some questions for you. First of all, tell us about you. How does somebody get into the business of doing email marketing for horse businesses? I mean, that's pretty darn specific. Where where does where did life bring you to get you here? The riches are in the niches, right? That's what that was drummed into me uh, over multiple yeah. um, you know, business programs that I um, ventured into when I first started my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started, I was not in the niches. I tried to please everybody. And Loved email marketing from being an employee in the past, working with my first clients. And so I decided to concentrate on that. When I decided to niche down, I remembered, you know, that, you know, I love horses. I know horses. I speak horse. So it was a natural progression to then focus on just those businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And so what what does the doing email marketing for horse business mean? Like, what are you doing? What I'm doing is I generally um, get to know the business first, right? Um, generally, will look at their, their websites and their Facebook and get a general feel for it. And then speak with the business owner and we set some goals and we decide um, what priority do they want some email automations or do they want to grow their email list or do they just want to send um, you know weekly newsletters and then I take it from there whatever the business um, requires at that time. Hmm, okay so now I happen to know from behind the scenes you're a bit of an opt-in guru or lead magnet or whatever we'd like to call it. <laughs> There's a lot of horse business owners out here there who did not um, do marketing degrees and communication degrees. So can you explain to the audience what exactly is an opt-in and why the heck do we need one? Absolutely. Um, so I've heard from many sources, of course, that um, we don't own social. A lot of a lot of horse business owners are very comfortable in their social. Um, arena, right? Whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Uh, It is so, so important for them to have a website 
and to have an email list because those are properties that they own. Um, even if you don't plan to do email marketing every week, collect those email um, addresses and a first name, and get their permission to um, market to them via email in the future because there will come a time when you need it. Okay, so tell me about the opt-in part. Like we that you've explained now why we need to get people's emails addresses. What's an opt-in? Yes, an opt-in. Most people I understand refer to it as a lead magnet. I've I've referred to it interchangeably as both. Yeah. But um, an opt-in is a piece of content you offer your audience in exchange for their email address. Can you give me an example of what a an opt-in for a business might be? Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to use my own business as um, an example here because I know it very well. Yep. Um, my current opt-in is 101 content prompts for your horse business. Now, a lot of people that I interact with, um, other horse businesses, they will, um, they struggle with um, finding out what to write. Sometimes they don't do email marketing because they don't know what to send, right? Yep. Um, so if they have something to write about, then that, that's a pain point for them. I just don't know what to say. So my lead magnet on my website is to download, you know, never struggle, uh, you know, figuring out what to say again on your social or website or email. Download my 101 content prompts, absolutely free. And they will click the, you know, click the link and they will fill out a form with their first name and email address, which will add them to my master contact list. Then in the background, then my email platform will send them an automated email with link to download that, you know, that content. Yeah. So that is what my my opt-in is. So, for instance, if you had a product-based business, uh, you might sell show prep products. You could have an opt-in that would tell people exactly how and when to use those products leading up to a competition. Um, that would be something that would be very valuable to that particular audience. Yeah. So then, Lisa, you've told me about the you know, what happens once I've given you my email address, I get this free thing and it's really cool and it's going to get me excited and I'm going to go and buy all the products, especially if there's purple sparkly saddle pads. But tell me, how how do people find out about this opt-in thing? Like where, well, where yeah. are we, where, where do I get people to sign up to it? So you will actually have a, a form um, you'll build a form within your email platform. Mm -hmm. um, they have templates. You don't have to be super techie to build that. You're just going to kind of fill in the blanks and, and select some options. Um, then you will design that form with some, you know, make sure you have a really good, um, you're going to have an attention-grabbing headline, explain a little bit about the, you know, what the benefits of the opt-in are, and then download now. That form um Will you, you know, your email platform will generate an embed code or a link for you to use um, that you can install on your website or share on social um, or send in an email. Yeah, so really, we should do all of those things, right? We should put it on our website, share it on socials, 
a lot. Put it in our bio on Instagram, all of those things, yeah? Your signature line in your, you know, casual oh. conversational email. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, it doesn't have to be email marketing um, email for you to use that. But absolutely, um, I do like to use the link that's generated because it is so easy to share versus embedding um mm. It's, it's a little less techie version. Okay, so as the audience is listening to this, they're wondering to themselves, well, if they're not, they should be, can I only have one opt-in, Lisa? Oh, no. <laughs> you can have multiple opt-ins. Um, you think about it, um, each business, you might have a main ideal um, customer, but you, you could have several, right? And so... Each opt-in is going to be written specifically to that one ideal customer. And then also, in as people are continuing to be on your email list, they're going to you know, come back to your website or get emails from you when you release a new opt-in, and they could also be interested in that as well. Um, I have three or four opt-ins that I rotate, um, some perform better than others that's just the nature of the game depending on who's landing on the website of course so then i mean all paths lead to rome is that a thing is that a saying i don't know if that's a saying yes. or if, did I, okay it is a saying i didn't just make it up thank goodness uh so we can have as many as we like really that you know serve different purposes attract people for different reasons uh, and i'm yes. the same i have one that's uh, 50 ways to grow your business and I have another one that's Instagram for horse businesses because not everyone's interested in Instagram so you know and and there's there's others but you know that it's just that it's the same thing I guess it's I'm attracting people from different angles but they all reach the same spot um, and opt-ins are a great way to repurpose content that's done really well for you oh, let's yeah. say you have um, a social post that has just blown up um, you can go ahead and take that, maybe expand on it a little bit um, in an opt-in, you know, use that topic. It's obviously resonating with people in your, you know, uh, that are around you. So um, I love to do that. From a point of view of the technology part of this, what is, what's all the elements of an opt-in? Like it, it all sounds a bit confusing. And for those who aren't technical, like where do they start? What, what things do they have to do? Absolutely. Well, it all starts with knowing who you're developing this um, this opt-in for. You have to know the ideal your ideal customer for this particular opt-in. So um, I start with that uh, when I when I'm building an opt-in for myself for a client. That is exactly where I start. Um, after that, I will go ahead and um, talk to the client. We're going to set a goal. There's different goals that you can have for your opt-in. Uh, you might want to educate them on a product or a service that you have. You might want to just, just build your um, email list so you're just going to give them something that is related to your industry, but it may not be specifically you know, something that you will, you know, sell yourself, but you know that it's very interesting and it relates to your business. And then the um, the other thing is just to build authority in the industry. Mm -hmm. You want to you know position yourself as an expert. So you're going to be educating them on different aspects of, um, you know, the horse world as it relates to your business. Uh, so after you set the goal, 
then you're going to want to choose the, the specific topic, which again is, um, is related to your business. Um, and then the format, there's dozens of formats, downloadable PDFs, checklists, quizzes, uh, video tutorials. Um, I'm trying to think of more, um, just info, you know, infographics would be another one. Mm -hmm. Um, but those would, you would have to decide on the type, even an audio, an audio recording would be great. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people like to listen, you know, as they're driving. So that's the format. And when you decide on that, then it's time to actually design the, the lead magnet. You know, you're either going to do that video or you're going to go into a design program like Canva, which makes it really easy if you're going to have a downloadable form. Um, you create the form inside your email platform. They're all a little different. Um, so, what, you know, when you have your, your email platform, you just go ahead and um, watch the tutorials for them. That's the, you'll save yourself so much. When, when we're talking about email platforms, let's just explain exactly what you mean. Just for those people okay. who don't use email platforms and they might be thinking that we're talking about Outlook Express or something Outlook. like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After designing the lead magnet. Okay. So, so after you design your lead magnet, you are going to create the form inside your email platform. Now, an email platform would be um, MailChimp or MailerLite or ActiveCampaign, which is my favorite. Um, I've also used ConvertKit, but they all have tutorials that go with their, um, you know, explain all the little steps that it takes to build that form. Yeah. I learned the hard way it's easier to watch the tutorial than to go back and correct them. So um, after the form is created, you're going to install it uh, on your website. Again, the tutorial is going to show you how to do that. And then you'll just write your delivery emails, short, simple, people just want their stuff. So, you know, the first email would just be, thanks so much for requesting the fill in the blank title click the link to download. I hope you enjoy it and you're done with that one. And then um, a couple days later, it's good to send a follow-up email and see, did you get a chance to look at it? Did you have any questions? I'm here for you. Um, you know, that type of thing, just to kind of close that loop. Also let them know that, that you are there and that you care that they downloaded your product and mm -hmm. you want them to use it. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, just to let me tack on another idea, the next email that you could send could be, uh, you might also be interested in dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That's another yeah. one. To, and then you might send them the link to your other opt-in or another download or another thing or your website or your podcast or whatever right. you, wherever you want to send them now because yeah. now that you've got them and – like the truth is, is the moment that they've given you their email address is the moment they're expecting emails from you and their moment Absolutely. they're most interested. And the open rate for a um, for an opt-in email is sky high because yeah. they've already indicated that they are interested in, in receiving it. So they're, they're eager to open that email. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so we've created this opt-in, lead magnet, whatever we're going to call it. 
We've created this opt-in. We've set it all up. We've promoted it. We've had people sign up their email addresses and they've received this thing and we've emailed them and told them how great it is. Then what do we do with those email addresses? Can we just not, can't we just post on Facebook, Lisa? It's just so much easier. I don't have energy. I don't have, I mean, how many times have I heard this as a business coach? I don't have energy for emails. Right, I usually exactly. flick them to somebody like you, but you know, typically, <laughs> typically, can you answer that question of can't we just post on Facebook and what the heck are we going to email people? Well, the reason we can't just post on Facebook is because at any given time when you post, only six percent of your of the people who follow you will actually see that in their feed. Yes, if they if they think to go to your page, the content will be there and they will see it but not everybody has time to do that. So don't post and expect that everybody that follows you is going to see it. Mm. Um, so email delivery is almost guaranteed. Now there are, there are spam filters and stuff, but there are yeah. um, ways that you can ensure that the delivery is gonna be higher. Yeah, we can't rely on delivery of our posts on Facebook because Facebook could disappear on you. I mean, we all know someone whose whose Facebook page got hacked oh, and yeah. they've lost it. Yeah. You know. So, um, but emails again, you you own the email addresses and your email list. There are four billion daily email users in the world, and at least fifty percent of people buy from email um, email marketing every month. Wow. So. Yeah. Wow. So, pretty, it's pretty, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that that mentality that so many of us have of if I send people an email, it's gonna they're gonna hate me and it's gonna feel spammy. That's not actually true, is it? That's just our little mindset. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, they've given you their email address. They're interested in what you have to offer, and they are expecting to hear from you. But what if people unsubscribe off my list, Lisa? Then that is a good thing. <laughs> oh. If so, people who yeah. don't open your emails on a regular basis will hurt your delivery rate. So, if a person is no longer interested in your emails, they should unsubscribe. It will actually benefit you, and they're not your people. Mm. You know, they're not going to be purchasing your things anyway if you're not ever opening your emails. So, 100%. so we want people to unsubscribe, really. We want them to self-cleanse. Yes. Yeah. Ah, we, awesome. We want our people, meaning, you know, people yeah. who um, are interested in our products and services to stay on our list and stay engaged and open those emails and interact with us. Because it's those people that aren't going to mind about getting emails. The ones that get annoyed because we've emailed them are the ones that aren't interested in what we're doing. So they can go. That's that's my yeah. attitude is they can go. So <laughs> we right at the beginning of this discussion, you, you started to tell me the process of how to outsource. Like if I'm a horse business owner and I'm listening to this podcast, I'm like, yeah, but how do I actually outsource this? Like how does somebody else write emails for me? What? What other parts of the process? I know that you spoke about looking at people's social media, having a bit of a conversation with them, but how do you start to write emails for somebody else when you're not them? Absolutely. Great question. Um, and it does take time. 
it takes time and conversations and and research to uh, and there's obviously an onboarding process anytime you work with a, a virtual assistant um, or an email marketing specialist like I am. So, mm. you know, there, there's questionnaires that I can, you know, that I can have you work through with me. Um, I'll ask silly, you know, silly questions like, you know, what do, you know, are you, do you like any jokes? Do you, you know, how do you speak with when you're, you're talking with the people that are, you know, in your audience, you know, is it casual? Is it very business-like? Is it, you know, are you serious? So it's, you know, it just takes a little bit of time. I tell you within the first two or three um, drafts of an email, it really starts to shape the, uh, take shape though, and, and start really sounding like the brand of, of each personal business. Mm-hmm. It's very easy then to morph from, you know, um, from one to the other once you really get to know the client. Yeah, so then what you would do is I would say to you, Lisa, I want you to write us an email or a sequence of emails to sell this thing or whatever. And so you would send me a draft. After consulting together, you would send me a draft and we'd go bit bit back and forth. And you're doing the techie part for me, right? I don't have to go and play with the tech? I do all the tech. So we do have, um, you know, there are secure ways to share logins and I can go right into the website and the um, email platform and integrate them seamlessly in the background and, you know, install all the automations. It's really kind of a set and forget for the client. Yeah. You know, I take care of all of the, um, all of the words and all of the tech, um, but they get the ultimate say, right? They're going to look at that draft. Um, that final draft and okay and and they're going to be happy with the end product of course and I think like I think it is important for horse business owners to know that if they are going to outsource something like this you don't have to be a web developer and a an active campaign expert uh, to be able to get this to happen because there is somebody else out there like Lisa and there are plenty of other people like Lisa that can do it for you and that's exactly. really important. And, you know, then then all you have to do is be the genius of your own business and let somebody like Lisa be the genius of what she does. I was just going to say, let me do the emails and don't ask me to massage your horse. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going to be able to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Understand. So um, I think you've given us a really good overview of opt-ins. Uh, I think every horse business needs to have one, no matter what they are. Uh, and sometimes it is hard to think of an opt-in. So that's where it might be worth jumping into the Horse Business Advice Group on Facebook and, and just asking us as an audience, like say, this is my business. I'm a um, you know, spiritual advisor to horses. <laughs> And that was a strange thing for me to come up with. Um, and and so what could a lead magnet for me be? And and that's the sort of thing that we can help you with in the Horse Business Advice Group. And Lisa, you hang out in there a lot helping people as well, I don't you? Do. I think I we, do, and I'm happy to do it. We could almost call you one of my biggest stalkers. <laughs> True. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, so thank you, Lisa, for giving us all of that information. Before we go, is there anything else that you think that we need to know about lead magnets and opt-ins that we haven't already covered? 
just don't be, uh, you know, don't be intimidated by the process. Um, the, I actually do have a freebie lead magnet. In. <laughs> yep. Cool. That will walk you through the process of, um, of making it yourself or at least being familiar with the process. So should you decide to outsource it, yeah. you'll know exactly what to expect. Um, and that's going to be on my website, airbackmarketing.com. Yep. And we will also have all of this information, how to find Lisa, how to get her free download on creating opt-ins. We will have that all in the show notes for this podcast. So please make sure if you want to connect with her, make sure to look at those show notes and check her out. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast, Lisa. It's been fun having you here. We've laughed and (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your time. (laughs) All right. We will see you another time.